Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey. I'm Matt. And hi, I'm Ron. Now, today's episode is our 2020 in review. We made it, guys. Review. Well, 2020 is finally over. We can now look forward to 2021. Everything in 2020 is officially done. New year, new me. I remember last year, we were really looking forward to 2020. We are like, it's going to be great. Remember when we were all, like, doughy-eyed and bushy-tailed, going, 2020 is going to be our year, new decade, new me. And then almost immediately, it just oh. was like, nah. <laughs> 2020, I can say, has been one of the worst years of my life. <laughs> I'm sure it's like that for most people. Yeah. But personally, Which is me, funny, because yeah. I've heard a lot of people go, man, 2019 was definitely, like, one of the worst years of my life. No, 2019 was one of the best years of my life. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying you personally. Yeah, it's yeah. just like I I love the idea of like people like on the internet that like every year it's like, "Oh, it was the worst year of my life." But this year is all the same. And oh, yeah. a year later it's like, "Oh man, this year sucked." I digress. Uh it's in the it's in the top 5 for me. Oh yeah. It's definitely up there for me too. For this year, oh yeah, this is this is one of the yeah this this year is trash. This year sucked. There's no getting around it. And that's our show. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Better 2021. <laughs> Cue the music. Bye, mom. Da, 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 da. But in 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 all seriousness, um, great episode, guys. A lot a lot of things happened in hmm. 2020. Yeah. Um, aside from the pandemic, that, uh, pandemic happened, the apocalypse that ravaged the world. Um, so in, in gearing up for this episode, I knew we had to do it. And I personally thought... Uh, tried to think of some positive things for 2020. I did too. Really, really like it wasn't re. It was kind of reaching. Um, but there were there were some good things. Um, as a whole, uh, a lot. I learned, I learned a lot about myself. Uh, so I could I could say that much. Um, the beginning, the very beginning was pretty good. It's not bad. Um, did we go watch 1917 this year? Or we watched it last year. We, yeah, that was like right around New Year's is when in we January? watched it. Yeah, yeah I, I saw it in January as well. Um, cause we, the three of us saw Rise of Skywalker together. Or... Yes, in December. Yeah. And then and... you and I saw 1917, Mike. Yes. A little after that. Man. And then I saw it again with 
the missus and a friend. And then I'm trying to think. I saw Sonic because that came out around Valentine's Day. It came out and on Valentine's Day. I tried to go with someone and she refused. Very upset. Wow, she sounds like a bitch. She listens to the podcast, Ron. <laughs> I think Sonic might have been the last movie I saw in the theaters. I genuinely don't remember. We guys, remember going to the movies? Well, WB just announced the bombshell um, mm-hmm. where they're putting out every movie in 2021 is going to be on HBO Max for a month, as well as the theaters. I think this is the beginning of the end for the movie theater. Yeah, I hope not. But me, I hope yeah, not. But I, I hope I not either. Is, I genuinely start. love going to the, see a movie, even if it's I do like too. trash. I do too, but it's it's going to be the uh, the beginning of the end for the for the movies. Yeah, they need to they need to figure out a completely new model because it just it doesn't work, and like people are complaining about it, and especially in like a post virus world like there there needs to be something new well, I, think I, I don't know if they're willing to adjust but they they're gonna have to movie theaters will probably become more of like they show more classic movies more mm-hmm. and like more recent uh, ones you get on streaming so yep. i think they're trying that and it's not working no well it's probably not working now because people aren't going to movies in general. Uh, I mean, I, I think like we're going to get a lot of like the indie movies in the theaters and maybe major blockbusters, but I think the in-between movies are going to be in streaming from here on out. I, I think we also might go back to kind of like the... You guys know what first-run theaters are, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like like the pre-Star Wars era, pre-Jaws um, era of how theaters ran. It might go back to that of, you know, unless it's like a major Marvel release. Like, it, it's not going to see the light of theater day. Well, do you guys think that, like, major movie chains like AMC are going to still be around? Because they also dictate on how movies are distributed. If there were, like, more local theater like indie theaters then yeah they're gonna show like indie flicks and occasionally a major blockbuster but like amc is the place to like go see your marvel film you know i mean amc and regal but but you the theater the 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 distributor or like the movie company could just say no we're just gonna put it on our streaming service there's nothing the theater can do about it yeah that's what uh like I think it was AMC Universal, came out Universal. and AMC came out like completely against Warner Brothers plan. They're basically like if you do this to Wonder Woman, you're killing our industry. Yeah. And yeah. So I AMC but, like I hope they see the writing on the wall, but but they um the I mean from a financial standpoint, it makes it makes a little sense. I mean, I don't know. Because how many people are going to get HBO and keep it versus signing up for the free trial? Like, I think Disney, when they did the whole Mulan thing this year, and they gave it out for, was it 30 bucks? Yep. Or Troll or Trolls was the other one, too, where people were like 30 bucks um, for rent. I think 
those movies and really um, set the precedent or set like a there was an experiment and they were the ones who like people ever like waited in awe and were like well is this going to succeed or not and you very much can so if you have if you're a family of four right mom dad two kids it is cheaper for you to rent it in your home than it is to go to the movies 100 percent, right fact if you are a single person just by yourself 30 bucks and not being able to own it is is a lot however if you if they change it and they're like you you 30 bucks and you own it this changes the game a little bit mm-hmm. or if you're going if they stick with the whole rental thing you can get a bunch of people together and everybody chip in five bucks six bucks seven bucks and you rent it at somebody's house that's what ron and i did for mulan yep so it's uh did you guys ever figure out the sandwich bet between mulan by the way uh we there's said it was no a wash. Way it, yeah i okay. think it's a wash because there's we, no we, way all right we couldn't just, they can't i just wanted it. to clear that up because i i'm sure you guys already talked about it but i just wanted and, to remember and i know it. It, it it also didn't help that you know mulan was not a great film and was extremely controversial <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so i think it would i would have won that bet if you know it was allowed to play out and you know there wasn't a you know a pandemic going on yeah, yeah but think, if it would have played out in china that's the thing it didn't play out in china no but the thing is china was one of the highest controversies for that film because like the whole like thing at the end where it's like you know um, I, didn't, I didn't see it yet oh so you haven't know. seen it oh yeah there's mm-hmm. like there's a huge controversy. People were boycotting it in China because of like what what happened at the end. Uh, I th- think it'll be free soon on Disney Plus, so I'm waiting for that. Yeah, but like, do do you mind if do you want minor minor spoilers? I mean, go for it. It's fine. Okay, so at the end, you know, obviously Mulan wins and all that stuff. She's given a sword, and basically the sword. Um, it says what they say it says in Chinese is like, you know, um, like honor and respect and everything. What Disney didn't realize is the the Chinese characters that it like actually represented was like, you know, loyalty to elders who like basically like the, the government kind of people like that. And especially like with everything going on with the riots and everything in China, Everyone was just like, well, Disney's bowing down to China. So, yeah, it was very, it was controversial both ways. Also, the lead actress was very against Hong Kong. Yeah. But I digress. So that would, people would watch it in China, Ron. (laughs) To go back to the point, I think 2020 really showed what, I think 2020 was a um, catalyst for the way things were going. It sped up how things were going to inevitably be become. I think we're going to see things change, and I think we would have saw them change eventually, mm. but I think because of the way things happen now, it just sped up that process. Whether it, ha- it would have happened 15, 20 years from now or 10 years from now, it's happening now as a result. Um, and I think the movies, unfortunately, is one of those things. Um, 
I also think the uh, the streaming service, like the rise of streaming, I think that's here to stay, and cable is going to be on its way out. Um, hey, hey, but you know, not you have to have a good streaming service. Service, you can't just be quibby and have a have a crap idea that you know just because you have all these billionaires investing in it doesn't mean that anyone's actually going to watch it. That's true. Didn't they have Seinfeld? They had a lot of people involved. I don't know. I don't know if they had Seinfeld. No, no, the like... show. The show Seinfeld. No, they didn't. No, they Seinfeld. definitely didn't. The, Quibi's whole thing was like they had like content exclusively that could be shown, you know, on on your phone on the go. And like you could like the whole their whole thing was like, you know, turn your phone and you like you'll get like different perspective of characters and stuff. Yeah. And so they, like it died mostly because it was a bad idea, but it also died because, you know, you could just you could basically go to YouTube and get the same stuff. Yeah. They and there was one show that I kept getting YouTube ads for that actually was like kinda cool where it was like a guy got like stranded in the wilderness and was like stuck in his car and like if you like if you watched it like on a phone normally you'd see like him doing like video chats with like his friends and family like being like help me help me and then if you like twisted it to like portrait mode it like did like GPS stuff for like where their friends were versus where he was it's kind of cool. It's a cool concept, but, like, I know for a fact that, like, no one other than me knows what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> and, and it's also, like, Quibi stand, like, stood for quick bites. So all of the episodes, I think they were only, like, a couple minutes long. So that way you can, you could just ingest them on the go. But the problem was, you know, no one was on the go this year because of, you know, the <laughs> global pandemic. Yeah. So, and then getting into the weed of it um they also had like major financial issues where like so you know how like netflix's top shows mostly aren't like netflix originals it's like the office and shit mm-hmm. their yeah. problem their problem was they didn't i don't think they owned anything on their own platform so even when they saw like you know the the writing was on the wall no company wanted to buy them because they're like yeah you guys are basically 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 worthless because there's nothing like we can actually buy from you. It'd basically be us buying an app. Yeah. Wasted. Wasted time. The but even but if you look at it too, the I think one streaming and all and everything, um it the whole way our supply chain works too, I think is going to change. I think in the beginning we saw uh, especially in video games, the bottleneck from like manufacturing in China and bringing in here, mm-hmm. um, and the shortages that we saw. I think we're going to see diversified supply chains, so we don't see this happen in the future. I know this is a pop culture podcast, not a business podcast, so <laughs> I won't delve into it. But um, I think that's going to have a somewhat snowball effect as well. Um, Gotta get video those games, switches in 2020. I think video games. Um, I think a lot of people rediscovered video games who normally wouldn't have. Maybe they played in the past or casually. Yeah. I think people, like, video games have become a very mainstream in a lot of people's lives. I imagine that, like, Nintendo, Sony, Xbox had, like, a crazy year. Nintendo especially. Yes. 
well, Nintendo could have had a better year if they figured out their supply. But, like, Xbox and Sony probably made a ransom. Not I mean, to mention Animal... with all their new consoles that came out. For the first time, I, I can't remember in how long, but the first time in years I played a new video game. Which was technically an old video game, but it was new to me. So. <laughs> Animal Crossing saved a lot of people's lives. Yeah, definitely. If it, that I have said ever since I came out that Animal Crossing came out at almost like the perfect time because like it happened right as people were starting to get locked down, so like they almost needed to have that like work function in their lives. And so, like, that's where Animal Crossing came in. Because, you you know, you would, like, pull weeds, you would go fishing, you'd look for <laughs> insects. Like, it, like, it kept people busy, you know? And, like, I'd be interested to see, like, how many people... Because, I mean, I know of a bunch of my friends that played it were, like, Animal Crossing diehards, you know? Like, they were going to buy the game day one. Turnips, um, man. Yeah, but, like... Mike, didn't you buy the game? Like, because yep. it was... Yeah, and I, I know a couple other people that just bought it just because, hey, everybody else is playing Animal Crossing. Might as well hop on the bandwagon. And, yeah, like, it would be... It's... I mean, it's interesting. It's a good It's a good way of thinking about it. Like, that's a very positive thing, that 2020. Animal Crossing. Right, guys? <laughs> um... I think I think people and I, I think a lot of people haven't realized it yet but I think people are realizing it or maybe they they've experienced it but they don't uh, they're not putting two and two together they haven't internalized I, it yet thank you yeah I think um, people learned to love themselves or like themselves and on top of that, also learned um, that mental health is a very important thing that should not be overlooked. I think the second part happened more than the first one. <laughs> it, it did, but in the first one, um, like I said, I think a lot of people are like starting to realize it or they haven't like eternalized it yet that the um, like I don't need to be around other people. I don't need I, to, to function. I mean... Because some people are, like think there's, and we know a lot of these people who are socialites who was like, I have to be around people, I have to hang out with people, have to experience this and that, and really you end up doing nothing together. Like yes, other people and like interaction is good and necessary and needed, which we also learned this year. But I also think people learned like, hey, I actually enjoy doing this hobby, or I enjoy reading, or I enjoy working out or I enjoy painting or I enjoy arts and crafts or I enjoy this and that. And they like discovered something within themselves. I'll say this. I have really grown to appreciate like having a phone call with somebody now or like getting on a video chat with a bunch of friends that I haven't seen in a long time. Like I definitely took all of that stuff for granted until lockdown. Now, like, now like being able to just be like on a discord call with like a bunch of people or just like hang out and like talk and like watch a movie like 
like something like that where if the lockdown didn't happen like yeah we'd all be like hanging out and like watching a movie but like we'd all be like on our phone and like we wouldn't really like chat we would just say things whereas now like when you talk to somebody you like i really like miss talking to that person and i want to like keep doing it i know exactly what you mean i there's two people um that actually i don't know if they'll be on i don't know if it'll air before this does but um we used to go out to dinner like once a month or once every other month we would like hang out at wherever we were for hours but now we video chat once a week and for hours and it's more i told them i was like i talked to you guys more now more than i did prior to the pandemic mm-hmm. and i was like i kind of enjoy it like i could be here i could dress like a bum i don't need to bathe it's you know i, I don't have to do my hair i can sit with a with a beverage um and it's you know it's not a it's a it's a pretty good thing and like you like you said people aren't on their phone they're not you know half paying attention um even like in the in the middle and i'm upset that i kind of did this um you know like relaxed on some of the restrictions and saw people in person and all that stuff but i think a lot of people did and i think some people still do unfortunately and they think that it's you know hasn't hit them yet so it's not going to but um even then it was it was kind of like the same uh it was kind of like going back to how it was a little bit for that brief period of time and it was nice but it was also like what do we like i don't know if this works for you guys but like during because you you well ron you live alone matt you don't but you at least for me like doing the same like having to find other things to do because I'm not going out, I'm not going to the movies, I'm not going out to eat, I'm not hanging out in somebody's house. So, like, finding other things to do besides watching TV and, like, rediscovering, like, old passions, old hobbies, um, or just doing other things. But, like, during that period of time where I was seeing people again, like, I stopped doing those things. And I... How do I put this without actually sounding like an asshole? Um, I'm very excited to hear what's, what yeah, you're about to say. I'm I'm ready for this spin zone. Yeah. So, um, okay, not to sound, not to make it sound bad, but it's going. All to my friends are bringing me down. In a way, yes. <laughs> See, now I'm the asshole because I said um so yes, you need those days where you just do nothing. Like nothing productive, like you just like relax. Me and the missus call them lazy days. Where we just kind of sit there, we'll binge watch a show and just kind of like get lost in thought, right? I mean, sometimes you need that to like reset. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I um, have. I have more of those than I should have. <laughs> a lot of people do, but it's um what I found was I 
and I was talking to to Perk about this yesterday, actually, um, at the time of this recording. But I feel, and I have a lot of friends, and it's no fault of their own. This is what they want to do. I know some of them don't want to do this; they just fall into that like mental health trap. It's um, people just do nothing with their time, and it almost becomes like a quantity over quality thing and it's yes we'll we'll hang out and we'll do something but there's like no meaning or purpose behind it it's like we will get together and play a board game so if if this was like a group of friends that i didn't see often whatever and we get together like in the past pre-pandemic we would go to cream barbecue and then we'd go back to my friend's house and we'd play a board game like settlers of Catan, uh until like midnight and then everybody go home it was great it was fun because we'd get together hang out talk whatever nobody'd be on their phone except to like fact check or look something up or like fun fact or whatever uh it would be like you know a very nice intimate moment together and it it was fruitful but during a lot of times it was just kind of saying that people are on their phone doing this, and it's like the same mundane thing and it's almost like wasting time. And I learned during this pandemic how really bad it is to waste time because time is like that resource that you'll never get back. Yeah. And a lot of people, myself included, and I try not to now, is waste too much time doing nothing. Um, Nothing productive, nothing fulfilling to the self, nothing to help other people, nothing in general. Like, there's got to be more to existence than sitting there doing nothing. And when you're with other people or doing everything and you still do nothing all the time, it's also like a hindrance. I th- I'm like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like some people, I guess they could do it. Like, and I, and I, I don't think I'm explaining it correctly. Like how I'm thinking about it. It's, um, you don't want to waste your life. Yeah. Because how many people have already died from this pandemic alone? Not, not even talking about 000. other things. We're at like 275,000 at this point. Right. And how many people's lives have been ruined because they were either sick, um, they were in debt. Like, the pandemic ruined people's lives, right? <laughs> um, and it's it's like, you know, those people that, that passed away, like, they're never going to get that time back. And it's almost like, what am I... What am I, Like, when, I'm, when I was, like, 17, like, it didn't matter. Because, you know, you lived in that, like, 17 bubble. And I was like, oh, I went to school, hung out with my friends, did whatever. But then now, it's like, oh, I'm 30 years old. I can't, like, I like, you know, hanging out with my friends, playing video games, or I like playing board games. But then at the same time, it's like, if this is all I do, I'm not going to be fulfilled and, like, pleased with my existence. And that's, like, a me thing. Not everybody's like that. Um, and the pandemic has helped me realize that and made me want to do 
things that I'm passionate about, if that makes sense. I think that also, like, I mean, that's a really good point. And I think that also comes with, like, you know, growing up and, you know, maturing as well. Yes, or, like, thank realizing, you. Realizing how valuable... I say yes. this as someone who literally loves to play NCAA football 2007 and mess around with <laughs> crappy teams, realizing, you know, getting older and realizing how valuable and how short our time is and, like, wasting time. I personally, like, I'm not a very smart fellow. I don't really do much with my time. I want to live a mundane life, so for me, that's, like, okay. But, like, for someone, you know, that's smart and, like, who has things going on and has a wife. But you like, don't. You don't. And I'll tell you that right now, you don't, because you you made panels of frames this year. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't but th- make me but that's any your... less. <laughs> we we had this this conversation off off screen, but that doesn't make me any less lazy about certain things that I should be doing. No, I'm saying yeah, no, we're all lazy to an extent, like some more than others. But I'm saying we we all have that in us. Um, it's just you know, the way we grew up, or like how the society is, but. You, you did, you saw something that you wanted to do and you made it and you actually made it happen. You did what more than I would say even 99% of your peers have done. Think about how many times do you hang out with somebody like, Oh, I'd like to do that. Or I like to do this. I like to do that. Like I'll give you an example. A friend of mine, um, long time ago, I was like, He's working a job doesn't like to do. And he was like, I'm like, what do you want to do? Well, if you could pick any job you wanted, what would you do? Because I'd like to make beer. I was like, so let's make beer. Bought a beer kit, everything. It's been sitting in the box for years. I was like, when are we ever going to make beer? And he goes, uh, not, not feeling like today, not today. And it just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. So eventually we like forgot about it. Just this past couple months ago, he was telling me, he goes, you know, I think I might make my own pastrami. And I was like, random. But he's like, you know, it's expensive. I eat a lot of it. I bring it to work. I want to make my own. And I was like, okay. It's fine. And then I thought about it. I was like, how the hell do you make pastrami? I had no idea what even pastrami... <laughs> like, you never thought about it. And then it was like, oh, it's a brisket. And I was like, oh. Yep. I didn't know that. So, I like to cook. And I made pastrami. It took like a week for the whole thing to go through the process. And I told him, I was like, hey, did you ever end up doing it? Because no. I was like, oh. I was like, well, I, I mean, I did it. And like, it came out pretty good. I learned where I could do better. But the, but the point is like, it's like prior to the pandemic, I don't think I would have, because it took so long and it was, more intimidating to do than like making bread or pizza because it it had to um uh how do you say brine for a week yes and then you have to like smoke it for hours and this and that i probably wouldn't have tackled that but because of the extra time (laughs) yeah exactly like even um stuff with this podcast or like trying to make videos on youtube or even I stopped. I haven't played like video games as much as this year than I have since maybe I was 20, hmm. 19, 20. And, but even just like exploring that and like, oh, what I like to do. Like, I like storytelling, I like things with stories. I like Magic the Gathering. I love Magic the Gathering and I haven't played it 
like I wanted to in years, but I played Magic Arena online and I was like, wow, I really like this. And it helps me like think and think outside the box and strategize more than like, like people do puzzles. I play magic. So it's, it's things like that, that I think I'm trying to think of positives here, people for the 2020. Um, I I mean, personally for me, I mean, you know, I perfected my chief, my beef jerky recipe. Um, and I felt like, you know, that moment in Iron Man two where he like, you know, synthesizes the, the element and then he like takes it out and Jarvis is like, congratulations, sir. You just made a new element. That's how I felt like, you know, when the beef jerky came out of the oven and it was delicious. Which, yeah. By the way, some, some of my coworkers and friends have asked for a Christmas present for me and all they want is my beef jerky. Nice. So, yeah. Thank you. And now I also watch like you know i watch a lot of educational things on youtube and also like murder mystery documentaries and so like you know for whatever reason and this harkens back to i should actually be learning the stuff that i need to learn for my career i don't know if that's staying in but um <laughs> what's called i've like learned just a lot of different things about a lot of different things and so yeah the pandemic has really afforded me to do that because i'm not really going out so i'm just watching stuff on youtube why i'm not watching youtube tutorials on how to use like after effects and shit i'll never know (laughs) but (laughs) i used to watch that stuff not just to like have it on while like i'm like cleaning Hmm. just listen to that stuff but i mean like i guess the thing that i perfected was like i wouldn't even say perfected but i got really into dungeons and dragons during lockdown so like i just started world building for no reason and now i kind of have like a kind of built world that i'm never going to play because i don't have a lot of friends who play dungeons and dragons but i play dnd all right cool i got one person i play D. all right cool we now have a side podcast where we play D. Right. <laughs> no <laughs> no yeah, can we call it d and me I think nope. we should. Okay, cool. <laughs> Stuff like this popular. People like it. We'll talk yeah. about it in post. But yeah, I mean, like, that's something that I played a little bit. And then I got into lockdown and, like, I started watching, like, YouTube. Like, I have a bunch of YouTube channels that I watch now. And I, I mean, I watch Critical Role also, which got me really into Dungeons and Dragons. And, like, I want, I, like, wanted to learn about the rules. So now I have, like, six of the manuals now. Because, like, that was stuff that I liked reading and learning about. And being able to finally build my own world is, like, something that's, like, challenging and exciting. And, like, it gets my creative juices out while, like, like you said, Mike, like, you're not, like, wasting your time when you're doing something that you're passionate about. And, like, it's something as minuscule as building a world in D&D. Like, it's important to me. So, like, I think it's pretty cool. I also started pickling. I I made my own pickles. They're okay. The last batch <laughs> I made was like pretty good because I made like a spicy dill. Those were good, but like the other ones, they were okay. But then, but then yes. you can share those with other people. Yeah, and like you yeah. can, it, your experiences now with other people are more fruitful because of all the things that you do now. Everything's like different. You're not just doing the same things sitting in your basement playing Smash Brothers. Oh God, I haven't like, done that. In and but I'm saying it's like, <laughs> but that's like company is called Suck My Dill. That's Ooh, actually pretty good. That's but that's like, my new YouTube series: a pickling <laughs> Suck My Dill. But I'm, 
But I'm saying is like you're not you're not doing the same mundane thing. Nah. And I think a lot of people they may not realize it, but I think the pandemic has really brought that out. Where um so I'll give well another example was um when I was seeing people for a time, we played a uh we played a legacy game. Jealous. God. Don't be. No, I, um, I want to play a legacy game so badly. Don't, really, don't be. Well, it depends on um, which game. Risk Legacy. Oh, Risk? Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Risk Legacy. Yeah, I, was... I want to play Pandemic Legacy. I've I would always mean... wanted to play Pandemic Legacy. I like Risk. Um, the mechanics and stuff of it is pretty good. But it got to the point where... Um, it was One very person. unbalanced. Yeah. Yeah. It got unbalanced. Like in the beginning it was fine. In the beginning it was fun. And it was but then it got unbalanced. And then it's like, well, if you don't really start like here you kind of are SOL. And it got boring and annoying really quick to the point where I was just like, I don't want to play this yeah. anymore. That was that's the main problem with risk. So Risk Legacy is the first legacy game. And you could tell because it's incredibly unbalanced towards the end. <laughs> Whereas, like, well, so, Pandemic Legacy kind of, like, perfected the formula. I'm incredibly biased because I love pa- Pandemic, the board game. Um, it's a fun game. Yes. So, for, like, my birthday, I saw a small group of people. And I was like, you know, what am I going to do? I was like, oh, play games. I was like, I got, I got a magic box. And, like, me and so we, we played Seal. We drafted. And, um, it was fun. Like, so, but then afterwards, like, oh, you want to play games? I was like, yeah, but I want to play D&D because I want to do something different. Something that involves like talking, creativity, not, um, not just like the same, like board, like a new board game is always fun and everything, but not, and, I, and I enjoy them, but like eventually like too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I asked my friend, I was like, can you run a D&D campaign? The only thing I ask is that you make it like Magic the Gathering themed. However else you want to do it, do it. But just make it Magic themed to make it like, I don't know, go with the theme of Magic for the day. So he's like, sure. So we did it. It lasted two days. Uh, It was a ton of fun. And nobody took out their phone. Yeah, man. And I was like, that's the best other than like look something up but like nobody took out their phone and i was like that's the best part that's how you know it's like different entry. and i'm sure maybe if we played like the same but it's like you know what i mean like dnd is meant to be different and like different every time and like it's the storytelling and whatever um but i think the i don't know the pandemic really brought like that out of me and I know it did it to other people, but I think other people just are starting to realize it or haven't realized it yet. Um, I, I think it really brought up the collecting bug in people, too. If anybody followed the Pokemon spike from this year. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that was something that had a, had it been predicted in the beginning of the year, be, I would make a nice chunk of change, let me tell you. Chunk of change. 
I mean, I need to look at my catalog and how they're doing right now. Um, sell right now. Uh, it's going to. It's a. The bubble will burst. It will. So sell now. Don't wait if you're gonna do it because I don't think they'll ever be as high as they are right now. No, yeah. definitely not. Yeah, I'll 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 look into it. I don't really. I don't think I've ever used eBay, so or like other stuff. So, be interested. Um, the but even Ron like Ron. So Ron does this Snapchat thing called oh, Chef yeah, Ron. Ron, and I think it's hilariously funny. Personally, um, it's a com- comedy skit about him cooking, and usually it has nothing to do with him cooking. He just starts doing it and then just goes on a rant about something else. I think they're hilarious. So, I... Add me on want... Snapchat. My link will be down in the description. I, I made a bunch of... A lot of, of dicks uh... are coming your way, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> I made a bunch of food. I was watching YouTube videos, and I'm watching YouTubers do it. And I'm like, I could do that. I was like, that's yeah. not a bad idea. So, I just... I as I was like a spoof on Chef Ron. I call myself not Chef Ron. I'm like, hey, I'm not Chef Ron. <laughs> and I'm actually going to cook something. All of his I... friends are very... Like our none of our mute for the friends who aren't mutual friends, they're like, What the fuck is Mike doing? <laughs> no, I did people have asked me to like, what's the deal with not Chevron? <laughs> and I was like, Well, I had to explain it. So I just literally copied and pasted the same text over and over again because I was like, <laughs> you know what I'm I'm not gonna repeat this. Um But then I noticed I was like, I have a lot of like the views on Snapchat was like pretty high. And people were like, Yo, you should make a TikTok and do it and just explain how to make stuff. I was like, cause they're like, cause it looks really good. And like the way you explain it is like, uh, I try to explain it for like the average person can figure it out and not do anything complicated. And, uh, I made potato chips and somebody's like, I had no idea that you'd have to leave them, let them dry. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Mike, That's- why don't, why don't we do it? I'll be chef Ron and I'll like make a joke about, the recipe and then you'd be not chef ron and then you do the actual recipe i think we should yeah sure why not i mean i got nothing going for me now i might as well make chef ron an actual thing now <laughs> i mean we both enjoy cooking we yeah. should do it although as long as you can like keep the ongoing joke about my wife deborah going that'd be <laughs> sorry my ex-wife deborah is that the uh it's not the appliance right no, my vacuum? Ugh. Yeah. Not Don't the bring appliance. her into this. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite bit. Oh yeah, I do also have a another bit on Snapchat where my uh my vacuum and my former pepper plant well the pepper plant died, so I had to get rid of the pepper plant. I would just abuse the pepper plant and my vacuum is my um roommate and we don't get along that well. And, yeah, it's just... I find them funny because, you know, sometimes I find the, the vacuum is jacking off in my room. And, um, yeah, or sometimes him and the broom have sex, so... My, my when favorite... I say it out loud, it's not as funny. <laughs> my favorite one that you did was um, was with the chicken. Chicken. And you just you yeah you put the 
you like have a package of chicken, and then you just put the chicken package in the oven. Oh and you're yeah. Like, you're like just because I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> twenty twenty, nothing else matters. <laughs> nothing matters anymore. <laughs> and then you had salad, and you threw it away. <laughs> See, my like, favorite I... bit was actually from two apartments ago, personally, where I um, I decided that Chef Ron just cleaned. He was teaching kitchen etiquette. And he had just washed utensils that like, you know, metal utensils. So he's like, well, the best way that we can do this is to, to dry these is to throw them in the microwave real quick. And um, what you call it? So I throw them in the microwave and then I used my work phone to send myself a, a text message. And it and like the sender is me from the future. And it's like, please don't do this. You are an idiot. <laughs> so. Again, when I say it out loud. <laughs> um, well, last year, I'm trying to think of like what we did last year for a year interview. Let's talk about movies, but there wasn't really many this year, that, like new ones that came out. I have my segments uh, already. The There's TV shows. I, like many others, caught like The Boys. If you haven't watched The Boys season one or two, I think it's one of the best superhero interpretations I've ever seen. I have not watched a superhero TV show since I decided to give up on the Arrowverse because it just it just got too complicated and I couldn't keep up. I was not going to keep up with it every single week. So Do you yeah. have Amazon Prime? Yes. The Boys watch is the, boys. the next show I'm watching after Frasier. But Frasier <gasps> is going to be a very long time for me to watch. How deep are you into Frasier? I'm in the middle of season one. Okay. I've only uh, had two sessions watching it, but I'm enjoying it, it very much. Frasier is great. Uh, the quality dips in season seven because <clears throat> one of the creators died in one of the planes in nine eleven. But um, you know, Jesus. Like af- <laughs> but after that, um, <laughs> after that, the the show is like really good. Yeah. So season seven's a little bit. It's not as good because uh, you can kind of see it, but like the quality dips probably because you know their minds were elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. Uh, I mean, everyone else makes right. sense. <laughs> but um. Yeah, uh, so yeah, season seven, and I think like the last season are considered the worst, but yeah, the finale's good, so. Alright. Watch Frasier. Yeah. It's very good. I I don't, I find it fun, I find a lot of it funny when I really don't think I should, just because, like, I love people who act like fops, so like... (laughs) The whole show is basically just fops doing everyday things, and I love it. Yeah, no. What's a fop? It's just a very pretentious. Someone who acts, yeah, extremely pretentious when they have, like, basically. Like Hedonism Bot in Futurama. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I my personal favorite character, I know we're talking about a quarter century old show at this point, or 30 year old show at this point. But yeah, Martin is my favorite. Frazier's dad is my favorite Eddie, character. Eddie, the dog, is my favorite so far. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, Frazier is, Frazier is timeless. Yeah, it's very good show. It might not seem like it, but yeah, Frazier is timeless. <laughs> I finally watched The Office in 2020. I yeah. 30 Rock. 30 Rock is the best. 30 Rock is great. Mad Men. Uh, Have not seen that. Fantastic show. Second best show I've ever watched. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Madman is genius. Um, Don Draper 
is who I want to be. Dear God. That that is Mike. (laughs) That's not Don Draper, I think, is is strive to be Don Draper. Just aside from like a adulterer. Okay. Um, I what's called? I watched basically all the way through from Breaking Bad to El Camino to Better Call Saul. And yeah, I mean, I've seen Breaking Bad before this and I caught up on the, the, like the current season of Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is the best show on television. Don't let anyone else tell you anything. Otherwise watch Better Call Saul, watch Breaking Bad first, but then watch Better Call Saul. Well, the good place also ended this year too. Oh, I watched that too. And I cried like a bitch in front of one of my friends. (laughs) I hated the ending. I love the ending. Are you kidding so, me? It was so depressing. Well, that's the point. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like existence is like nothing, and it's like, how do you become? I don't know. I just, no, it, the, it gets, the entire it, point of the, the it finale's me. existence is not what. It irked me so bad. Like I, I hated what? it. I like watched it. And I was like, I, I irked spoilers, me. I by the way. <laughs> and we, I don't think we've brought up any like spoilers. No, the. See, my whole thing with it was like, you know, the the second to last episode is what I thought the finale would be, and the finale just ended up being like an emotional torture chamber. But I thought it was like really, I thought it was. I like thought really it was good. one of the best endings for like character A send-offs show. ever. Yeah, I think they did justice to like everyone, and I that's something that's incredibly rare in a TV show. Yeah, I loved it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I cried, and I thought it was like, oh my god, it was so emotional. But friggin' like, yeah, dude, it was great. Yeah, very well done. I cried like a bitch. <laughs> I scrubs cried, Ron. <laughs> oh my god. No, I didn't cry that bad. Okay. I I actually think I cried more for Good Place than I did for Scrubs. I didn't. I, it wasn't like a bawling crying for Good Place. It was more of just like a. Like a tear, like the whole episode where I'm just like, I'm constantly yeah. like, just emotionally just drained, but like the waterworks just didn't come out. Yeah, I, um, jeez, oh, the, probably the, the cheaty and the Eleanor ones were the hardest yeah. ones to get through, but, um, yeah. Speaking of like stuff per- that made me cry. Yeah. When I was sick with COVID, I would fall asleep to Pokemon the Indigo League, and I watched all of that in a fever dream. <laughs> bye bye, Butterfree. Oh God, you want to talk about emotions? That and when Charizard left, fuck man. Bye bye, Butterfree is like in between uh, Vermilion and Celadon. By the way, it comes at you quick. <laughs> yeah yeah i think butterfree is only in like a handful of episodes yeah the pikachu one was pretty sad too because they had that that song oh yeah yeah, yeah. yo lugia song from the yo, pokemon the second movie <laughs> yo man that song that song that's a bop that song's great if you have any pokemon material hit up vintage pokemon hunter at vintage pokemon hunter on instagram uh, where he will exchange cash for Pokemon items. Cash for Pokemon items? What a Friend steal. I have all of these Mew promo cards. Are those worth money? 
<laughs> Insider joke. Um, so far, our our highest rated episode to date, our highest viewed episode or listened to episode to date, I should say, Vintage Pokemon Hunter. Cool. Yeah, our numbers doubled after he nice. he tweeted and posted on Instagram. Cool. So if you came from Vintage Pokemon Hunter, please let us know on, on Twitter and. We. What else? What else? What <laughs> other positive things can we come out with twenty twenty? I have the best what? memes of twenty twenty. If you guys want to go through right. those. Yeah, do it. Okay. All right. So I have two segments, both from last year. I hope you guys are. I hope you guys enjoyed them from last year to this year. Okay. Number one, the tried and true. My plans slash 2020. These ones mostly included stuff like my plans, and it's something that like spreads positive vibes, you know. And then 2020, it's probably just like a mushroom cloud. To follow up on that, <laughs> how it started slash how it's going. You know, the same thing, basically, where like how like my day started and it's happy, and then you just get like hit by a car or something. I don't know. Verbal memes are not as good as, like, seeing them. But, like, I'm I'm doing the best I can. Um, hey, guys, do you remember when everything was cake? Because that really um, fucked me up for a week. Actually, I the best thing that came out of that was a joke about it, and it wasn't even actually cake. It was, like, a dog, a realistic-looking dog, and it was cake. And then the picture below it was a guy... Like, on the computer, and then he turns to his dog, and the dog's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Andrew Cuomo's COVID slides. Those were a good one. Oh, God. <laughs> the worst one was when it said, today is Saturday, and I'm pretty sure there were, like, at least oh my God. 30% of the population going, That's right. It is Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the memes, like, afterwards. Yeah. Today is Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um... I am once again asking for your donation. That is my best Bernie <laughs> Sanders. And I am... I don't care. It was... Uh, but yeah, that one is from when uh, Bernie Sanders was trying to get people's donations for during the Democratic primary, right? Yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot there was a presidential election this year. I'm sure you one did. Of my favorite memes this, one of my favorite memes this year has been, uh, you know, I won this election by a lot. No, I mean like it was so it, like in It's it not in like the top 10 of news, you know. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely yeah. Um there was the TikTok of the guy skateboarding to Fleetwood Mac's dreams. Oh yeah. I really like that one. Um it even had the lead singer of Fleetwood Mac doing the TikTok itself. Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah, where he was. And I looked it up. I, I actually tried to remember his name, and I did was like, Lindsay Buckingham, right? No, that that that's like made up. That's not a real name. Um, <laughs> no, that that's just that's just a name from uh, What's Up With That from SNL. Oh, yeah. But um, the TikTok basically was a guy skateboarding down a highway drinking um, some ocean spray cran apple juice. And just him vibing to Fleetwood Mac's Dreams, which, if you haven't listened to it, is a bop. Um, but yeah, 
There's that one. There's Nature is Healing, one of my personal favorites. Um, nature, it's just pictures, absurd pictures of stuff in nature. Um, the Marriage Story Fight Meme, where it was Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. They were having their fight during Marriage Story, and Adam Driver ends up punching the wall. Um, those were pretty good. Tom Hanks' face at the Golden Globes. <laughs> that was another good one. Uh, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about for any of these. Really? Hmm. I have absolutely none. That's huh? Because that, especially when lockdown first started, like all of these memes are like stuff that I can remember, like the first couple yeah. weeks. I mean, the the lockdown, like, March felt, like, so long ago. It felt like a year ago. Or April, I don't even know. Yeah. When. It got to the point where I couldn't tell what day it was. Today Saturday. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> Alright, and the last one is the four, the, like, four square picture of LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Tinder. Oh, God. And... The one that I kept looking up for, like, v- examples of this one was just, it was multiple Dolly Partons. So, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those were the best memes of 2020. Matt, are you forgetting all of the Among Us memes? Oh, it's almost like, hey, those, I know those. remember that? Oh! <laughs> <gasps> Remember what? Hey, remember that time when, like, video games took over society? Video games such as Among Us, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Other game that I'm totally blanking on right now. The game that was before... Yeah, shit, what's the, one that's, what's the one that's like Among Us that everyone played? That's what I'm... It's not Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite! <laughs> no, I don't know. But yeah, like, this, like... We talked about earlier, this year, video games have almost become super mainstream because, you know, everybody was stuck at home. Uh, console, people buying consoles bought up. This, like, the demand for Nintendo Switches, like, the first couple weeks of, like, when we were social distancing went through the roof. Like, it was crazy. Uh, but yeah. Hey! Do you guys remember the woman who sold her nudes to raise money for Australia wildfires? That was this year. Yeah, that was like January, dude. Yeah, that's right. The first big disaster of the year were wildfires that devastated Australia. A woman by the name of Kaylin Ward decided the best way, the best way to help out was by sending a nude of herself. Her nudes raised over seven hundred thousand dollars in only four days. She became yeah. number one on OnlyFans. It's true. It's true. Hey! Is she still? Uh, I don't know. I, I I didn't do that much research into it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fans. Um, hey! Do you guys remember Tiger King? Oh my god. That was this year That too? was in March! Everyone's <laughs> favorite messed-up redneck had a seven-part <laughs> Netflix series that premiered on March 20th and was really the first thing to really blow up when the world was heading into lockdown. From the craziness of Joe Exotic Zoo and Oklahoma election to Carol Baskin's quote-unquote allegedly 
Thank you're welcome, Mike. <laughs> Killing her husband to a fucking tiger sex cult. It had everything but a happy ending. And hey, if uh, if Joe Exotic gets a pardon, hit that like button down below. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. I when I was looking into Joe Exotic again, that was one of the top Google search results. Was that like an actual thing that people were talking about? Yeah, it was like. Yesterday or like a two days ago, uh, which call there was a report that um, apparently Trump is seriously considering giving Joe Exotic a pardon. So I don't I don't know if it's happened yet because we're not in the future yet. But fun. <laughs> hey guys, do you remember Murder Hornets? How could I forget? Remember the thing that was going to kill us all was a bunch of insects from Asia. Good times. <laughs> Do you guys remember uh, Parasite sweeping the Oscars? Yes, a great movie. <laughs> yes, great movie. I, one of the biggest. I haven't seen it. One of the, yeah. it's on Hulu. Best movie of the year, I think. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's on Hulu. One of the biggest award show shocks now. to ever happen was when I'm going to butcher this name and I'm apologizing. Bong Joon Ho swept the Oscars for winning Best Movie, Director, Original Screenplay, and International Feature Film. Parasite stands in history-making class by itself. Bong's movie is not just the first Korean production, but also the first non-English language picture ever to win the Oscar for Best Picture. Um, Fuck, never mind. I was going to make a joke, but I totally forgot that, so cut that part. He also became the first (laughs) Korean filmmaker to win an and the Oscar for Best Directing. Parasite is also the first movie to win Best Picture and the International Feature Award, formerly known as Foreign Language Film Award, in the same night. Okay. <laughs> hey, do you guys remember when... Great, great movie. When Kim Jong-un died and then didn't? <laughs> yeah. I have no punchline. I just I just had to throw that in there because I those were that was a fun couple of weeks. Do you guys remember John Krasinski's Some Good News? Oh my god, I completely forgot about that. Yes! I got one. That's been in... That, that's like... That's been in my YouTube watch later for months now. <laughs> one of the most... I have no idea. One of the most wholesome things to have come out of the year. Office star John Krasinski decided to make his own YouTube clip show to help shine a light and show the brighter things in life while things were looking very bleak during lockdown. It helped a lot of people with their struggles and showing inspiring things that were happening, um, like people surviving the COVID to just a dog being a good boy. Um, it did, however, end on a very sour note uh, when it was revealed that Krasinski had sold the rights to a show to Comedy Central Productions, um, where he is remaining a producer but will no longer be a host, and it is that's why it hasn't there haven't been any new episodes. It's because it's now in production hell at Comedy Central. Yeah, we're never going to see anything. We're never going to see that, like, see the light of day again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and my last remember that. Do you guys remember the last dance? A.K.A. when everyone realized how much of a prick Michael Jordan is? <laughs> the, and I took that personally. <laughs> the ES- oh, that's a meme. Oh, good yeah. one, Ron. This ES- I also, there's, okay. Oh, 
this ESPN multi-part documentary showcased the 97 to 98, 1998 Chicago Bulls and the hard journey it truly is to be a champion in the NBA. It hit the sweet spot of being something sports related before sports came back with the NBA bubble, with uh, Operation Restart in Premier League, um, football coming back, baseball, etc., etc. Um, and it was a great way of showing younger basketball fans why people refer to MJ as the GOAT. Um, great documentary, too. It's a 10-parter, but like even if you're not a sports fan, The Last Dance was incredible. It's a, it's just a good documentary. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the end of Hey, Remember That? Now you guys are all caught up with everything 2020. I promise. <laughs> All right, so before we wrap up, if you can think, what is your, each, both of you, one positive thing that you'll say about 2020? Let's let's end it on a high note. It really helped me value how important friends are, personally. Um... It really made me think about who I wanted to be around and people I enjoyed talking to and just being in the general company of, like, getting up and doing this with you guys, like, behind the scenes it was incredibly stressful, (laughs) but, like, being able to do this with you guys this year, like, it really helped a lot, and being able to talk with people and catch up with friends and like make old connections new again like it was a good thing and that's the one good thing that i got out of it is getting all of my friend having closer friends being close with family members again just like catching up with everybody and like the world outside is shitty but like these connections and like all the stuff that we learned throughout the year about ourselves and about other people. Like it's a positive experience going forward. And I hope that like everyone has had a good lesson this year, although through many bad ones. So yeah, that's my, that's my lesson with the year. I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. If you, uh, you know, cherish people in your life, uh, if there's somebody in your life who's toxic or brings you down or just, you know, you have one life, just get rid of them and then be close to the people that are close to you, that are positive, that are good for you, you're good for them. Help them, they'll help you, um, like Matt said. And it's a very, um, you know, learn learn to value people and value the, appreciate the time with them. Not just, don't just sit there and be on your phone. But like, enjoy, enjoy their company and actually enjoy their company. Ron? Um, I mean, Matt kind of like, yeah, kind of took mine. So, um. Suck it, nerd. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, if you have first edition Charizard, just sell it now. I don't. Buy a house. I don't. Um, Buy a house. <laughs> um, 
And Tyler released great music this year. Shout out to Tyler Drama. Red Flags, uh, I don't know. It's either, uh, did you get back with your ex or Red Flags? Might be my, uh, did you get back with your ex was my favorite and then Red Flags came out and I was like, oh, I don't know. They're both really, really good. And people were posting their Spotify uh, listens. And I was like, if I don't, I was like, I don't have Spotify, but if I did, it'd probably just be Tyler's song. <laughs> that was all I listened to. And the Misfits. Um, Matt saw my rapped, and it's mostly P.U.P. <laughs> Who? Pup. I think all, I think all top five of my songs were all, maybe even top eight were P.U.P. songs. Who? It's a, it's a band called you P.U.P. You would actually like them, Mike. They're punk band. Yeah, you really would. I thought you would have like Elton John. Elton John was number Elton two. John was number two. <laughs> my number two was Grateful Dead, so that's how my 2020 was. <laughs> Looks like someone could use a touch of gray. Hey, nice. I will say, hopefully, my prediction for 2021 is that the three of us will be in the same room and record a podcast together. It's wishful thinking, but it's something that I would look forward to. Sclovin hopes for that as well. Stop! No, we have to bleep it, <laughs> Ron. We have to bleep your name. <laughs> I I hope so, but uh, if it doesn't happen at the very beginning of the year, it's probably not going to happen until the very end of the year. Yeah, the, I'm yeah. I'm looking. I it's more of a that's something to look forward for for the distant future, <laughs> not like next week. Yeah. I got a I got a big 2021 coming up. Yeah, you do. Or little, we should say. Yeah, I should, oh, yeah, oh my god, funny. it's a baby. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Pumped, excited, and terrified at the same time. Yeah. Well, everyone, this was a long episode. Yes. <laughs> we learned a lot. We cried a lot. We sure did. We laughed a lot. We cried a lot. I'm very hungry now. I hope everybody enjoys 2021. And it'll be totally better than 2020, right, guys? Yeah, sure. Um, we still have, at the time of this recording, 27... No, Eight. 28 day. No, 27 days... And 28 minutes. And aliens still could still come. Fuck. So. Fuck. 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 We have that. That would be the natural 2020 ending. Aha! Yeah. Ah! Whoa. Natural 20. 20. Whoa. Bye, Mom. Scloven thanks you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>